Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And, uh, Scott, we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show, there, and we mentioned it last week. It's not officially on the agenda for this evening, but I did want to call out that we do have a lot of TCG-adjacent content coming, uh, as in... There's some Transformers stuff. There's going to be some non-Transformers stuff. We're kind of stretching our legs a little bit in the content generation department. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to get some of these things out there to the masses, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's there's a lot of generalized Transformers. We're talking to some other people in the in the, in the overall Transformers community. Right. Um, that, uh, you know, it, not really from a... It's both from a get TCG players to understand a little bit more about the Transformers itself world and to get some Transformers fandom people a little bit more interested in the the TCG because they might know some of the content creators we're talking to. So Exactly, because while the overlap seems obvious, it does, you know, people may come in, they played whatever game before i don't necessarily want to get sucked into a card game or i love this card game but do i really care about those toys from when i was a kid there's a lot of fun stuff on both ends of it so get some little uh cross-pollination there i guess yeah that's kind of the point yeah Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to call that out because like i said i am excited about some of the stuff that's coming up from all of us so uh let's move into well something that's been going on for a few weeks scott and that's the Alpha Trion Titan Masters Attack release event. We've obviously been talking about this for a while because all of the rounds have been going on in the background of various tech talks over the last several weeks. We finally hit the end of the Swiss round, so we have an official top eight. And by the time this goes live, well, it actually already is live, the top eight profiles for the players who fought through the field and managed that top position should be up on VectorSigma.info. So you can check out the, the quick interviews that Dan had done with them, but yep. it's spoiler alert. I wasn't one of them, but it does allow <laughs> I, me. I, I work yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I was going to make a joke about how the silver lining for this is because obviously we're doing this all over web ca- web cams for the online games. And that's going to be a topic in a few minutes, but I was able to shift some of the lighting from the table that I was playing on back to where my dioramas are so I could take more toy pictures. So, okay. <laughs> That's my silver lining is okay. I don't have to disassemble the whole thing in order to get lighting so I could actually do what I'm trying to do or then take, break it down and then have to move it all back because, oh yeah, I have a game tonight or tomorrow night to get mm-hmm. that accomplished. But, but, uh, so we have the profiles up there, Scott. As you mentioned, you are one of the, the top eight finalists finishers i sure whatever um (laughs) 
any real quick thoughts on the event? I know we've gone through this before. Even did we do it last week? Maybe last week about yeah. you know thoughts um, yeah, about sealed. But, so the the format for this is where everybody's getting a new pool, correct? For top eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. Can you repeat the magic? I guess <laughs> to everybody that's going to be playing it out over the the course of the next week or so. Yeah, um, most. Most like sealed events for other games, specifically like Magic and things like that, and WoW we used to play would do a draft for top eight. But that's just not. I actually honestly believe it might even be more feasible over webcam than it would be over uh, <laughs> in real life. But I still don't think it's very feasible in general because you have to get eight people together for like hours. Yeah. Um, at the same time, so I just don't. That's that's the unfeasible part of it. Um, so we just decided as a like you know, normally like I said like sealed would lead the draft. Uh, but as a different skill tester, we just decided to give another sealed pool. Mm. Um, so, and I, I think this would be, I'm not positive that this is what like, would happen at a larger sealed event, but it was discussed um, at times to give more than one pool. But that, I mean, the theory behind that would be like a much larger event with more rounds and maybe do it like halfway through or something like that. Like if it was like a eight round event after round four or something like that. But we try to simulate that as best as possible. Um, just so... You're not stuck with the same deck the whole time, and there's a little bit more right, like, right. Build, build that goes into it. So makes sense, and it's something to explore down the road. I think we've definitely had lessons learned, both from a strategic and tactical sense of playing the game from this particular event, but also running the event itself. So uh, mm-hmm. there's other stuff coming down the pipeline, which again we'll get into in a few minutes. Uh, do you, Scott, foresee that there's going to be another sealed event outside of? release stuff from no no (laughs) too much much effort on that end um i I, because i think i i i i still say the best way to do it was the way that we did it in terms of um registering all the pools ourselves ahead of time that's just a lot of work when you're not doing it on a literal like i actually think it would be easier if we had like a bunch of printouts and like we're tick marking all like you know writing how many of each card you had and and then just scanning it in or like, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I certainly learned ways that, that that what we did could have been done more efficiently, mm-hmm. but it was still a lot of work. Yeah. And at this point, at this point, it would require purchasing of product every single time. Right. Um, which I mean, I'm not going to hold back product just to just to do like a hypothetical skilled event in like three months from now or something like that. So makes sense. Um. It would require buying more sealed product, which I'm not like the 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 advantage of this event, and it's really no different than than any of the other events that we're putting on. Was there was no additional cost. Like if you were to go play in a sealed event at your store, you had to buy the packs. So we kind of like, but you get to keep it. So we kind of like took that away, but that meant that there was no extra cost to like buy six packs. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like a ghost charge... draft sort of thing for anybody who's playing right. arena, that sort of stuff. Right. It's not like we charge like twenty extra dollars to go buy the packs and then mm-hmm. some entry fees. So like in order to cut down on costs as well as like effort, like, you know, oh I have to everyone has to have a partner and build in front of a partner and all that kind of stuff, basically added an extra rounds worth of days, which again we'll get into, um, to the event. It was just quote easier for everyone if we registered all the pools, but Easier for everyone doesn't mean easier for me. So yeah. I guess um, in the in the aggregate, it was easier. Right. But yeah, right, right. So <laughs> makes sense. 
I and I, I like. I don't want to say that like it, it's a fine line. Like I, I don't I don't know that the format like didn't lend itself to it, but like I think unfortunately I think a lot of the sealed decks just built themselves. Mm-hmm. Like for example, like I'll give you an example. Like I'll, I'll my own pool that I have now for the top eight. I have a windsweeper, a skull smasher, a wolf wire, and a mind wipe, and then I have. Okay. A horrible and a crankcase. So, how many different decks can you make out of that? Uh, I'm gonna go with not many because that... the answer is the answer is. I mean, if you want to make a three wide deck, how many viable three wide decks? And let's just yeah. assume, for argument's sake, all my heads cost one. Yeah, I was about to say it's gonna get yeah, contingent yeah. on the. So the I have two. I have two. I have two one cost heads. So okay. how, how many different pools can you actually make out of that to be three wide? Uh, probably one, I would think, because it was, you have two nine-cost dudes, a ten-cost right. dude, uh... Eleven, eleven, he starts at eleven. Which one's he'll... Oh, Skull Smash, I was thinking of, yeah. uh, Windsweeper. So, he yeah. He starts at ten, but isn't a head, but isn't a Titanmaster. Right, right, but he's so gonna three, get pulled ten, out. Three this... ten-cost yeah, yeah, three ten-cost dudes, yeah. That's, um, limiting, no pun intended. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, like, that's the point is, like, my only decision point is which of these 10 drops am I going to play? Right. And, like, if I didn't have two one-cost heads, that wouldn't even be a decision because I would have to, like, either have a two-cost head. Like, I would have to, if I had a two-cost head, it would still make 25. Right. Because I could make the horrible into eight instead of seven. Mm-hmm. But, like, in reality, unless you get a brawn or super rare knights, night racer or something like that, or like some of this, like Beachcomber or Outback, you really don't have a lot of options. Yeah. Like you're you're limited by the cost of the heads that you get in relation to the cost of the bodies. And then usually like you're kind of like back into a corner. Like the only way I can really get to three wide is this. So it's like, I mean, is there, it's just, I don't want to say it's a lack of skill. It's just that it's very defined for you. Yes. Because of how it worked. And, like, so that, that means, like, there's a lot of play skill in terms of, like, like, you almost get locked into, like, okay, flip orders or attack orders mm-hmm. and things like that that are kind of, like, strategically outside of your control because you're so limited by what you could do to begin with. That makes sense. If all this makes sense. Yeah, so I like, follow where you're going with it. It's It's interesting that, and I guess maybe you take a step back and look at all of it and it's it seems obvious in hindsight like everything else but you have these these massively we i feel like i've i'm getting a sense of deja vu actually that's why i paused for a second but these incredibly modular characters in the titan masters and then it ultimately becomes you get locked into certain things just by the way the numbers work out because you just realistically it it is unlikely for you to have the ability to truly customize what you're trying to do right and and a lot of people would say oh we'll just be too tall but the problem there is that like a you're too tall against their essentially five wide deck because they have two titan masters <laughs> i mean you can have two titan masters also but the point of the matter well, yeah. but but you're but once they pop off they're not i mean if your main character is hardly defending Mm-hmm. at all anyway then your titan master head is certainly not going to be defending at all 
Of course. Um, let alone that a lot of them can be taken out by like direct damage and things like that anyway, which is not unprevalent and, you know, things like that. So like in reality, you really need to be three wide just to be able to control the flow of combat a little bit. Yes. Like, just agree. to have like some advantage over forcing them to attack where you want or and then blocking. Like there's obviously a lot more of that that goes on um, in limited. There is like it feels that way than in constructed just because, you know, it's it's guys don't get taken off the table as fast um but most games just kind of play out the same yeah you know and, and so like it comes out a lot of times like what you draw in terms of like and what your what your your ratio of actions to upgrades which i kind of mentioned last time like yes well you'd also maintain, mention oh good yeah just trying to maintain a better ratio of them is very important like i pretty much won all my games when i drew relevant action cards yeah. action you could play action. multiple things on across multiple turns as opposed to one a turn for several turns right when my hand is like a bunch of upgrades and then i do my combat flips and here's some more green upgrades it's like what like nothing's really yeah, happening exactly. right so now you, you mentioned know, last time that you, i think it was last time you'd mentioned that you actually liked the sealed for siege compared to this Yes. Do you feel yes. that the characters, like the restrictions because of the characters that we were just discussing, is the primary driving factor? I mean, we mentioned coming into this that the Siege Sealed format, it felt very much that, yeah, there were battle cards that did things, but for the most part, it was a lot of them were there for pips primarily. Do you think I that, that shifted in, or? In Siege, like, if you had individually powerful characters, then you were like, okay, I want to go three wide because I, I have these, this 11 or 12 drop and these seven drops. There was more of the middling guys. Mm. And here, because of the fact that, um, I mean, there are middling guys here, but there's also like the curves kind of fat at the top end, especially when you factor in the Titan Masters going with the bodies. Yep. Um, so in Siege, like if you couldn't play. Like, you didn't have, like, three solid mid-range, like, maybe two two mid-range, one large, slightly larger character. Mm. And you were just like, okay, well, I'll go four wide because I can have, a like, an attack advantage over my opponent and maybe get in there for an extra two to three damage during a combat round and have an advantage that way because I just can't make it up with having, like, better single individual characters. And I don't think you can do that here. Like, I think literally, like, my team is better than your team because we're both three wide. Mm -hmm. And, like, every deck is three wide. So, like, I just don't think that there was any, like, any way to avoid that. Like, one team was just going to be better than the other mm -hmm. most of the time. So it came down to, like, can you outplay that, that deficit that you're in kind of deal. So one other question before we move to our next subject. But in other games you would often get six packs, but it'd be like two, two, two. Yeah, 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 sure. Do you think, I mean, when we're looking back at Siege 1 and Siege 2, obviously they were, well, it's right in the name. They were designed together, at least in some extent. Maybe some of the cards in Siege 2 or whatever ended up later in the process, but I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that the majority of them were concocted together and then it was divvying them up. Do you, I think that's the way it was, yeah. Do you feel that it would be beneficial or do you think 
because of the mechanics of Titan Master's attack that it wouldn't matter to try and do sealed with wave six and seven and Titan Master's attack. No, it'd be awful. Like unless there's Titan Masters that are in those sets. Just because the of mechanic, the mechanics is gonna lock everything out. The mechanic is just too defining. Like like mm-hmm. getting an extra character out of the deal is just too powerful. Mm-hmm. Um because literally what you would have in that situation was like I have a Titan Master, you don't and like if you got one of the heads that like kinda can stand on their own when they pop off, like Grax or a bunch of the rare ones and things like that, like where you're literally just getting a free character out of the deal. Right. I just I just think that you're like a like a four star or three star is the equivalent of getting one of the micromasters out of um out of the siege block. So like if you're getting that character for free um later in the process and your opponent isn't if there's no mechanic that like kind of equalizes that i i don't think that it's i don't think it's balanced and because of mm-hmm. and that's the neg- i think that's kind of like the negative of, of the of the format in a way right i don't i don't think a single pool didn't have a titan master let's put it that way yeah so i'm not i'm not positive per se that um uh um what's it called uh, I'm not positive per se that everybody built correctly to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. but um, but I do think uh, I do think the ability to play a Titan Master in every single pool was there. Mm. Do you think that sealed in general? I mean, we've only had two major sealed events the, at EI, and now I would say. Uh, yeah. Do you think it would benefit from having three sets, though, assuming that it wasn't a Titan Master level mechanic that just throws everything out the window? Uh, ask it again. I'm sorry. It, like, it would Transformers benefit to have that variety of sets where you have three different ones so that it isn't, okay, I have three plus K-Man crashes or something silly? Uh, or do you think it's fine that we just have a, a two-set block for Limited? I think they have to build the sets with that in mind, and if you don't, then it just becomes awkward. Yeah, I agree. And so, so like I think Siege was built with that in mind. You can see a lot of the cards that have interactions with one another, like a lot of right. like common characters would have interactions with one another. Um, a lot of the mechanics had actions like interactions with one another. If you don't have like obviously every set has interactions with itself, of course. But as you start to span over to other sets. They don't have those same mechanics. I think you just lose it. So as long as the sets are built with that in mind, I think it's fine. But I don't think that's ever going to happen outside yeah. of two sets. Yeah, the two set so, plan seems to be what we're looking at based on well what we've seen and what we've heard looking forward. So I'd expect more of that in the future. I, for my part, I agree. I don't. It's kind of however many sets they decide are going to be the limited format, just like a constructed format. You know. Yeah. They have to account for all of the other cards that are now variables within that environment. And if you start introducing the wildlife from somewhere else, it kind of messes up the ecosystem. Yeah, the problem we have now is that even though it seems like... Uh, I think it's probably just because the amount of time that like I personally put into it. Like It seems like we have a lot like with five sets, but we really don't. And so... like. In order to say that, like, oh, I'm going to play throwback set sealed with waves one, two, and five, mm-hmm. like that's just not going. It's just not going to work, right? Or like, you know, I'm going to play the block format. Yeah, well, we already did that, and it was good. 
Um, so I assume going forward that'll be more similar, but I, I don't think there's any way to integrate them all. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not suggesting that. I did do that. Um, I mentioned before that I drafted for years in Magic, my local store. That was their thing. And it was, I don't know, like 10 or 12 years or whatever of drafts forever. And uh, mm-hmm. early on, way before, I mean, Limited was always a thing. And draft was a thing for a very, maybe not at the very beginning, but early on in the game's lifespan. Our store very much had will say very loose drafting rules and very often it was random conglomerations of sets and it yeah, was so never, it never never works right yeah so it, it was individually miserable. Cards, right? well it right. was not just that there, there were literally sets that had different card numbers in them like right. in the packs right, 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 right. so right, right. it was a nightmare on every front <laughs> let's put it that way uh but yeah the, the power level where it's oh yeah well this set happened to have really strong creatures and then this set had unbelievable removal and then it was the opposite for the other thing Mm -hmm. in those sets Mm -hmm. and i think it would be a similar thing here to your point that you're going to have certain mechanics say titan masters or whatever that just get lost either they overwhelm everything or they get lost the entire set effectively gets washed away now it may be different because of the the way the pips and the you know is this a strong orange set versus this is a strong blue set versus this is a strong uh black pip set within the context of limited you know just if the sets mm-hmm. play out that way and even that could hugely skew things because then somebody just ends up drafting all of the, the x pips from this set and then therefore dries up the table in sealed that wouldn't happen but it, it would be very weird i think yeah like to me this feels a lot like limited i'll just date myself but like i i think I think it's whichever one came first, Mercadian Masks or Invasion Block. Whichever one of those two came first was kind of like where, um, I think it was Invasion Block, where like Limited was built with a whole block in mind. Like way back in the day, it was basically just like, there was no, what was the one? Like the Urza's Block, for example, way back in the day, like just had individually powerful cards. Right. It was like, yep, I had Pestilence. Like, I remember that way back in the day. Like, yeah, I had Pestilence. Yeah, I had this. Yeah, I had that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there weren't themes that were being pushed throughout the entire block. It was as just finding... Or, or and sealed. Yeah, it was just finding yeah. bomb cards throughout. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I when you played Sealed with, like, the original sets or, like, that those base sets back then, because I don't think the base sets in Limited had any play until, like, way later. Like, they were all just like, yay, skate zombies. Like, you know, like, yeah, great. Oh, like, oh you know, like, yeah, you know, like, like revise and fourth edition. Yeah, event. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I played in sealed events for those, but yeah, it was just okay. Arbitrary vanilla creatures who opened yeah. the arbitrary angel or vampire or dragon kind of yeah. thing. Like when I was building my sealed today, I basically had twenty twenty seven battle cards that I laid out out of the what? Uh, how many are there? Like eighteen? Like it's six, it's like 42 or something like that, or 48. I don't mm. remember how many battle, I don't know how many battle, or less than that. It might be less than, it might be 42. Maybe, what is it, 36? It might only be 36. Six packs of six, sounds right, I don't know. Um, I think I had 27, like what I would consider to be like cards I just had to decide for, so I basically had to cut two cards. Mm. Um, so like even that, 
exercise is not some exercise in like, oh my god, this is the most important decision in the world. You mm. know, like so. I'm curious to to where what we were discussing earlier or just before about sets being designed for limited versus just sets that have you know you play limited with them given that the siege blocks are a pair we're assuming that sets six and seven are a pair just going by precedent is this the i mean it kind of is given the mechanic the rise of the combiners where it's just a set that's there kind of thing and yes you could play limited with it but it isn't necessarily intended for limited if that makes sense I think it's always there's always sets that are intended for limited because that's why certain commons exist like, like that we'll never see play in constructed like mm-hmm. I don't think sharpened talons would ever see play outside of like a block format because you have nobles and scoundrels blaster mm-hmm. but they're very good in limited because they just you need mechanics like that yes and I think I think the key is making commons that are good enough to see play as like limited staples that are good enough to see play and constructed makes for a good um like a good common like a canyon crash or a mission briefing or a yes. scouting mission like a lot of these cards being common is very good for limited because the games don't feel quite the same because some of these commons are individually powerful yes. and the rares are just like these like off the wall type cards that like don't even you don't even play some of the time yeah Makes sense. Yeah, it's just, it's an interesting thing to monitor for me in that when we inevitably get six and seven, how is that limited format look or that block format look compared to, you know, what we've just done? Obviously, we're not doing block with just the set, but, you know, the, the more constrained formats. And is there a push for, you know, EI this year would have presumably contained a wave six and seven limited portion or would it have contained this six and seven for all the points we discussed probably not including titan masters attack but i'm just very curious from a general uh you know student of the game perspective i guess of how they want those sort of things to play out i mean who knows if we're even getting Six and seven are figures combining at this point. I have no clue. Yeah, I'm very curious because that also on that front because I haven't seen any news to that end of when yeah. or how or anything like that. Yeah, same. So, so we shall see. But let's move into our next topic. Um, you, I'm sure you'll hear more sealed from us down the line. But for now, we're going to kind of shift gears back to constructed and well all the things about how you can play constructed now specifically online i obviously we've been running a number of events and we have some coming up that are going to be constructed uh, including titan masters attack via webcam so scott you would pitch this one because you wanted to bring a few things up let me have you lead this one off so i brought it up but then when i re-listened to last episode i realized i kind of talked about a lot of it so a lot of this might seem repetitive but it's it was it's only repetitive because of the giant tangents that I went off on last episode as opposed to like trying to contain it to its own topic. So if right. it sounds like I'm restating myself, it's because I'm doing it for a reason. And the reason for me is because over the last week, for me personally, um, I've just become somehow more nihilistic than I usually am. 
<laughs> and and just realized that like this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, in terms of like anytime that we, it's 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 like one step forward, seven steps back. So um, it's not even just two steps back. So um, it's like literally like all right, all right, these little things are open, and now literally everything shut down again. So it's like it's 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 just not. To me, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be going anywhere. Right. So I think people have to get used to the way this is This is just going to be the way of life in certain areas. And certainly in the areas that I believe are pockets of heavily played Transformers, mm. TCG, at least in the U.S. Right. Um, which are yeah. usually the major metropolitan areas. Right. I think that's a caveat just to call out before you continue is obviously yeah. you're speaking with the we're both based in the US so obviously a lot of this is informed and molded by what we're seeing in other parts of the US where we're seeing here so mileage may vary depending on other countries obviously so yeah but there's a big UK population they're on the same boat as far yes. as I understand it right. so like um so honestly like in order to in order to, to have an event that feels like it's even larger than your own, and this is part of the talk track, but like at times it feels like it's larger than your own um, local game store, but at times it feels like it's not larger than your local game store. So it just yeah. depends on like how you go about playing it. But I think the big the big thing for me is just that there is there's a lot of chatter about like the game and that's great but like at some point you should play right so <laughs> and, and, like and yeah, it's such a novel and, concept <laughs> and and so like it's not going like it's not going to be available for everybody unless they put some effort into it so and, and you can probably speak you can speak to this way more than me from a technical mm. perspective i mean all i do is have this little mm. webcam that i i got um like externally it's not part of my computer but like, I know that there's ways of like making your phone into a webcam, and then like, yep. we're obviously we're we're like we're recording this on Discord, for example, and like we play all our games on Discord through video chat. Um, but I've seen other people do like Zoom or um, I doubt it's Teams. I think that's more of a corporate thing. But like, I guess Facebook, I mean, Skype still exists technically. But sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. We're gonna well, we're gonna forget about that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess Google Hangouts or whatever, Google, whatever oh, yeah. they are. There, there's, I mean, aside Facebook, from the ones you named, yeah, there's tons of of options on that front. Obviously, we named, or you had named a number of the, the larger ones or the more well-known mm -hmm. ones. We're currently using Discord, as you said, but that's, I mean, we were, have been using it for a while and we use it for other purposes. So it just seemed like a natural extension for us. You know, it was mm -hmm. very easy. It's what we're used to. It's kind of like everything else. Nobody gives up what they're used to unless there's a, a valid reason to migrate to something else. So whatever you happen to be comfortable with, there's definitely ways to accomplish the same goal without having to yeah. necessarily jump through a lot of hoops. It sounds from the outset on the, we'll say the logistical end, it can feel daunting. And I know Dan had written up a, a short primer for how to get started with this sort of thing for people that were playing in our events. But 
you can definitely look stuff up or we can make it available. We'll, we'll see. Um, it, it's not as daunting or as awful as it may seem. It kind of boils down to, yeah, do you have a webcam? As you had mentioned, there are, there are apps that will allow you to use your phone. And then if you happen to have another device, obviously, if you are, you know, you have a ton of devices, it's going to make your life simpler because then you can have multiple screens and all this fun stuff. But it can be done with a minimalistic approach. Uh, and unfortunately, I have to agree with you that I would anticipate having to do this for a while. We joked about it on another recording that webcams are very difficult to find at the moment. Yeah, it's surprisingly difficult to track them down. Uh, and if you take a step back and think about it outside the game, like that kind of makes sense given all the things that are going on. Mm -hmm. So that may or may not be a realistic avenue. So when I'm saying logistically it's not that bad, it's really from physically setting it up. It's I hook up my webcam okay, I have lights, I have a table, you can set it up. It, maybe acquiring the things might be a little more of a challenge than it would ordinarily. I mean, if you have to acquire a cell phone, then I don't even know what to tell you. So, well, like, that, that's the point, is it? Like, yeah. a lot of people, that that's a huge point to me, is that there's, there's again, that the whole app thing that makes your phone, I don't do this, but it does, does exist, and that yeah. is a huge deal to me. It, that it exists. Yeah, I don't utilize that either. I know other people for our events were utilizing it. Uh, Dan had messed around with it a lot. It's The challenge I would see on that front is, so you install the app onto your phone. It's functioning as your camera. It's feeding to Discord. It's feeding to whatever. Mm -hmm. But you still have to find a way to just juxtapose yourself and the phone so that it can simultaneously see the board and you can see your opponent's board. So that's mm -hmm. where it gets a little bit of a a little bit more of a challenge and where you may need to incorporate other tech to try and do it. It sometimes is as simple as having multiple accounts so that that way, if you're doing a group call for these sort of things, you know, your opponent's there, you're there, and then your dummy account is there and you're logged into multiple devices. So that way you can have one on one screen and one on the other. Uh, again, it all, that's where the bar starts creeping up for, things that you may need to tack on from a physical logistics perspective. Yeah. But I mean, it's the cost of doing business as far as I'm concerned. So. To, yeah. At this stage and especially again, to not to beat the dead horse, but if, if you look at it realistically and you say, I personally think that this is going to extend for a while. We don't, you know, there, it doesn't look like tomorrow it's getting fixed. Don't look like it's next month. It's going to be a while. If that's the case, an investment of this sort of nature is obviously worthwhile. You're going to get value out of it. You're going to utilize it over the next however many months until things change into we can get together and play physically again. Yeah, and, and there are other ways that people are trying, but I will say that the logistics of holding events in other ways, the logistics of holding events in any way is difficult and time consuming. And I'm not really sure that a lot of other people are able to put in the time and effort to hold, to hold full large scale events Yeah, where that's going to be the case. So, you know, we might be speaking from our point of view as to what we're promoting, but like, I don't want to say we're the only game in town, but like we're almost the only game in town. So right. especially from a formalized 
large prize pool, large competition perspective, in my opinion. Right. So from a, if you want to just play games with your friends, I mean, that's a totally different story, but like, we're not, we're not, that's not the angle we're looking at this from. So, yeah, I, I guess we should have set that at the outset. Naturally, if you're going to, you know, call up your buddy and spend a Saturday afternoon or something, that's a different story than trying to organize a multi-week event, which is a point that I did want to bring up. Of course. We had talked about it on last show with how playing over the course of several weeks instead of a, a day or a weekend changes mm-hmm. things. But before we even get into that, it's something I wanted to put out there is that I feel that it is unfortunately necessary to do it that way we've seen and we've been fortunate that a number of people from all over the world have been playing in our events logistically how are you going to get even if you said look this coming saturday we're doing an an event how are you going to coordinate that with all of those people over webcam it's hard enough when people are all in the room and you can just yell at them over over the room and say all right here's the pairings trying to coordinate all that live for this sort of thing because obviously there are a number of video game tournaments and other things that they do all their stuff online for this it's you gotta crawl before you can walk at the very least i don't think we're there yet where you can just say all right everybody get in a room a room and (laughs) a virtual room and we'll do the pairings and set everything up and if you want an example of this i'll give you a more practical example of this Mm. And and then I'll ask a series of questions. Okay. Um, have you played Magic Online? Yes. Back in the day, did you draft or play in a tournament ever in Magic Online? Yes. And so when Hearthstone came out and had their limited formats, how are they different? Their limited formats? What what is the, like when you sat down and played Moto? Yeah. In, in, well, in do you draft. mean limited like drafting, or do you mean yes. when, you, when you drafted in Moto? How long did it take you, and what was your time commitment? In oh, and, you, and what was that time commitment? You like? had to set any event, where even taking yeah, a step back, sure. any event yeah. beyond, even beyond limited, you'd have to set aside like minimum three or four hours, unless you planned on scrubbing out. Over what period of time? Like over a week? Over it was all in a block, right? Like you would have to oh, say, yeah, it I'm, was three and, contiguous or x contiguous right. hours, as just like going to a physical event because it was. For anybody who's not familiar, Ed, or I don't know if Arena does this, but on, well, I guess it's still the current Magic Online client, you log in, you sign up for a draft, you're sitting with sitting with all the people that you're drafting with, there's a timer for your picks, and mm-hmm. then there's a timer for your round. And then the round kicks off, whether you're ready or not, for the next one. Right. So if you're not there, sucks to be you kind of thing. So you, you were kind of shackled to your device while you were trying to do this stuff. So we'll call that generation one. Okay. Again, I, I don't know how arena works. I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure on there. So all the generation two online TCGs that I've ever played mm-hmm. or know, of, like I've never played Hearthstone, but I obviously know a lot about it. We, I've talked to the past about why I don't play Hearthstone. Yeah. But yeah. other, other games similar to that, that I've played, they don't, they don't do that. Like you can play your games like in the limited format, like in the draft type format, I can play one game today. I can play another game tomorrow. I can play another game three days from now. Like it's just that you, it's, it's how you stand after a certain number of games that you've played. Yes. It's more league than a draft. Right. Right. But, but they all do that now. Yes. 
So I don't. I doubt that. Or I doubt that. I bet there is a part. Of, if I had to guess, I don't know this, but I, I had. To, if I had to guess, I bet you there's a part of the magic one that still obviously does it both ways because it's not a true draft unless you're only drafting with people obviously within your pod. Yes, and it's obviously a lot different in a lot of these other games, um, whether it's like Runeterra, Hearthstone, Shadowverse, etc. But those work a lot better from what I've heard from people that play competitively because I'm not shackled to my device exactly. for a certain period of time. And that to me is what this feels like, like playing over a webcam and playing over a tournament that to bring this all back feels like that to me. Like I am not, I don't have to show up at Tuesday at two, at two o'clock in the afternoon until Tuesday at seven o'clock at night and play five rounds. Mm. Like, so it's both a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah because it doesn't lock anybody into playing at a certain time. It's like you said, it allows people from different parts of the world to play each other. The negative is just that it takes more time. Of course. But I, the way I look, I, I, I try to look at it more like the, to me, the only one I know of, like from personal hands-on knowledge is Shadowverse, like that type of situation. Like I don't have to play all my games today. Right. I don't even have to play all my games this week. Like it'll just sit there waiting for me I'll play somebody else whenever. It could be somebody that's playing that's played 300 games in the time that I've played three games. Yes. But yeah. there'll still be a game available to me. Yeah, there are, and I'm curious, we may, you know, if a league-type format with the more asynchronous style of play in mind is feasible for this game. Personally, I prefer, in general... Not necessarily it has to be the contiguous hours, but that it's a contiguous event, whereas the the Generation 2, as you put it, style, there are a lot more variables that change there, Is mm-hmm. and I'm not sure exactly how that would look for our game. And that I know that's kind of a side digression, but potentially somebody out there could try and put together some sort of league format that would fit that rubric more it's just, it's just it's just a ranking system like this happens yeah. in when you're playing pvp in any game right it's like like in mobile games i'm playing right this moment um <laughs> I, I i could i could be you know i there's a tiered system to pvp player versus player like when you're playing against other people live or in some games it's against the computer playing their characters live for example but like i could i could advance to the highest level in and go 5-0 and get like x number of ranking points and you could go 10-5 as long as you're five games over 500 you would have gotten the same number of points Mm. so like obviously your 15 games take a lot longer to play than my five games but if as long as i'm on a hot streak it works out for me i can go to something else in that amount of time right so i would think that any other system would basically have to adopt something like that which is again where all these generation two games come into play you basically just play and play and play and it's it's not, I don't know if it's 100% like an ELO system, like a, like a... It depends on the game, like there's been a lot, yeah, yeah it, I'd like to believe there is in some of them, but it, it doesn't seem that way, you know, for like the Hearthstone star system, I'm sure it tries to pair you with it, I don't remember if it actually tells you your opponent's rank at any given time, but it tries to pair you within a range, but right. it's, it's not... I don't think it, it's an ELO ranking behind it. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Yeah, I think you just get points for, like, wins and losses and things mm. like that. 
And sometimes a loss is worth more than a win, and sometimes, depending on who you played and what rank they are, like that's the way it is in the games I play. Right. Um, so it's a grind sometimes to get to where you need to go. Like again, that's not the way this works, but at the same time, it kind of does. Like I would look at it like, okay, if I play round one and we say it's Monday and you have until Thursday to finish round one, like nothing's stopping you from like going out and playing with your friends in a different webcam thing that has nothing to do with the tournament mm-hmm. on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Right. Waiting until Friday to come, and then maybe your opponent can't even play till Saturday or Sunday. So you have like a whole week to go do whatever you want to practice with the same deck to whatever. Right. It's just that if all you're doing is playing in the one event, it's going to seem like it's it. It may seem like it drags out a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel it? it kind of shifting topics, but do you feel that in that scenario, you know, you all right? I really like Sky Shadow. I really like Optimus Prime Legendary Warrior. I really like Arbitrary Deck whatever it happens to be. I think that this is a competitor. I'm going to play it in this event, but I don't know it that well. Part of it coming in is I'm going to learn this as I go along. Do you think that it's going to materially impact these events because they carry out over a course of weeks that the knowledge gain of between player learning or knowledge gain from player running a given deck in, you know, side games, it's like, you're sitting in an event, the round's taking forever, you play a couple games on the side. Right. Total. Right. But in this scenario, you could play dozens of games between round one and round mm-hmm. two. Do you think that that's going to play into a lot of this stuff, or do you think it's going to matter? Do you think everybody's just, you know, going to level up in unison, so to speak? I don't think it's any different than us practicing before a major event mm-hmm. and having access to each other to do that with. Well, uh, if you're testing a lot going in, yes. But if you were... Joe Schmo just showing up to an event, do you think that this helps hinders them kind of thing? If they went in with less preformed opinions? If that makes I think sense. if they go in with their own build and no experience, yes. But I don't think that's any different than any other event that they would walk into personally. Okay. Like, I, I just, I actually feel like there is the, and I mentioned this in the last show, like, to me, the caliber of player that you're playing whether it's practicing, like through the um, Facebook webcam group, or whether it's, you know, you're in our Discord and there's always people that want to play and things like that. Like, the caliber of player that you're playing against, to me, is elevated than somebody off the street. Um, and probably somebody in your local store that isn't, like, that you're just playing random games against because it takes, like, we've already gone over a lot of what the effort is to do this. Yes. And so if somebody is going to make that effort, and then keep in mind, like, from a webcam perspective, you also have to physically build the deck as yes. well. So, like, there's always that aspect of it. So, like, it was worse before when we had to actually, like, have proxies. That was even more effort. Right. Um, but now that we actually have the cards, it's a little less effort. Like, to me, it's no different than just, like, building a bunch of test decks as it is. Um, but to me, like, I, I feel like you're going to get a better testing experience by playing with random guy that you say, does anybody want a game tonight over a webcam because of that effort and dedication has to go into it, there's probably something to be... There's a strong desire to play the game at a level that takes more time than just, like, driving down the street to your to your local game store. And, like, because... I, I think I... I don't know. Maybe I might be wrong, but I hmm. feel like more effort should go into it. I, like I said, I might be wrong. Yeah, it's... But, I agree with you in some degree, and I don't want to say I disagree, but the 
Well, I, it, the reason I say that is because it's not a strong enough feeling to say that I disagree. Right. It's just the only caveat to it is I don't think that there's – yes, on one hand, there's effort that has to be put in in order to even be around consciously looking for games. You know, you're you're checking the Facebook group. You're hitting up Discord or Twitter or what, wherever you're trying to – drumming interest know, for or games know, or you just know people that want to do it yes it, so you're yeah. you're putting in the effort to go find them which right. as you where i think you were going with is that that implies that the individual doing so is invested enough emotionally intellectually whatever that mm-hmm. they want to try and have a quote-unquote good game which means that they're going to play something other than all right well here's 40 cards that i took out of a box and sleeved up right or arbitrary characters. That being said, the level of investment isn't quite that high because it's still, you know, most people have Facebook or whatever on their phone. And it, a web, the, the actual, like we were saying earlier, if you can get access to a webcam or whatever, it's not a huge mountain to climb to do these things. So there is a hurdle. There is a, a ladder, I guess, to climb, but it's not all that big. I, I agree. Um, and to me, it's actually less of a ladder to climb because I don't like, even if I was going to draw, even if you or I were going to meet up in like the store that we usually test at, where we, mm. you know, famously eat Dairy Queen all the time and all that stuff, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, would it take me less time to get on my webcam and play games with you mm. than it would for me even just to drive that distance and, and, and pull everything out and all that? Like, yes. I mean, like, it's no different than us working from home as opposed to driving in the office. Like we, we. Exactly. Like, I mean, I'm less productive, but I mean, like, that's not the same for everybody else. But I mean, right, like, right. you know, like in terms of like the the company, like, you know, showering and, and doing all those things that we have, like getting ready for work and all that stuff doesn't have to be done. It's the same thing here. Yeah. Like, I don't have to drive to the store. I don't have to. I mean, whatever. For if I've been in some game stores. The showering part may have not been a prerequisite right. for the game <laughs> exactly. stores anyway, exactly. but exactly. obligatory um, joke that has to be put in yes. there anyway. Um. But so there is some time that can be made up in that situation. So I do think at some mm-hmm. for some parts of this, it's more convenient. Yes, as long as you have somebody that like you know we're going to play at this time, and we're going to do this, and like here's what we're going to do: we're going to smash these these decks against each other. And you're like you you decide what you're going to do ahead of time and things like that. I think there is some advantage to that from a casual perspective. Um, yes, and then from a tournament perspective, like there's no the other positive is like. And, and this is again not probably not as relevant now anyway because you're just not big like as relevant as it was before. But like, chances are your plans over a four day period have a little bit more free time in them than they used to. So like, yeah. if you <laughs> you can say that if, if your event was like one Saturday a month, like ours was, like our major monthly events, if that Saturday could fall on a birthday party or on a graduation or on a bunch of homework that's due or insert random thing here or vacation like whatever like exactly now i don't know what's your excuse if you can't play over a 96 hour period yeah like i mean i'm i've played games with people in malaysia at nine o'clock in the morning my time and nine o'clock at night their time so i mean like everybody makes it work exactly yeah there's so you're absolutely right there's definitely more flexibility in this and it's it's funny highlighting all these things that i wouldn't have thought about it and i it, if you had asked me a year ago 
you know, would you rather go play in the store or play via webcam? I would have said in the store because that's what we were doing. And it seemed like it would just be a colossal pain in the neck to try and get everything stood up and do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it ends up at worst being a wash from an effort perspective and in a number of ways, as you were describing, a net gain on a number of fronts because you don't have to do certain things or the requirements are just lower to get on and jump into some of these games. Yeah, that, that's that's how I see it. Yeah, it, it's major positives in my opinion. So it's just weird to think about because, like I said, I it, the thought wouldn't have really entered my head. I mean, I love playing online. If there was an official client, my answer would have been different. It was strictly from the perspective of go to store versus webcam, and it turns mm-hmm. out webcam games are are way simpler than I would have thought. You know, just off the top of my head, so. It's definitely working out over time, and if you're, again, I'll, I'll repeat this part. It, we talked a little bit about the the prerequisites. If you're interested in these sort of things, definitely hit us up. We're going to be running other events coming down the pipeline. Scott, I know you have some more stuff to talk about on that front, uh, but it really isn't that difficult to get these things rolling for the most part. Obviously, individual circumstances withstanding. But you can, we'll say overall, generally, whatever. I know painting things with a broad brush like that can end up coming back to bite you. But it's not that bad jumping into this. And it's a lot of fun. And it it really doesn't feel that much different once you, you know, allow it to not be different, which sounds weird. But as long as you aren't, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not in the store, so this sucks. Or I'm not sitting in front of my opponent, so that sucks. It's not that bad. Yeah, the one thing I'll say is what what is different about it for me is ultimately it's a one-on-one experience. Mm-hmm. This is how it felt for me, even as somebody that was running the event. Like, I couldn't tell you what your record... I mean, I I know what your record was because I was in charge of keeping track of all the records. Right. But, like, but like, if, like, there isn't that whole, like, hey, you win? Hey, how'd you do? Yeah, hey, exactly. what happened? Like, like, and we could have, I mean, like, clearly, like, we talk all the time online, so clearly that could have happened. Right. Um, but it just didn't. There Maybe was a little bit in Discord. Yeah, yeah. well, they, there was a little bit in Discord, not specifically with you and I, but just people. It was often, and I guess this is a little bit different to your point, that it was often, you know, somebody reported a score. And then their opponent would chime in and go, oh, yeah, and the, the game was great because of blah. And then their, whoever reported the score would respond and say, yeah, that was really hilarious when this other thing happened. And, and you know, there would be some back and forth on that end. But it definitely isn't, oh, at the end of the round, I'm going to go check and see how so-and-so did. Or it didn't appear that way. Maybe people were doing it all via DMs or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it did. That part did change or or has changed as a result of this new format. I think it just feels different to me. I don't know, like, I don't know that it's, I don't know that, like, it, I, like, I guess if you're, like, you're a massive introvert, it might not feel any different to you at all. I, mm. I don't know. No, I, th- like, I think it does feel and look different, and it's, it, so it, the way I would put it is, you're at an event physically, 
that's just kind of natural to go do. Whereas online, it, like you said, it was very much a one-on-one experience. If you and I are playing, okay, that mm-hmm. was our game. I have to consciously, other than reporting it, I would have to consciously go solicit people to listen to my story about the game, which I, I guess you're doing in real life. Like, hey, I I just lost. Scott, I'll tell you about my bad beats that just happened in this round. Oh, they, they hit peace through tyranny two games in a row and I got blown out or whatever. Whereas online, if you're dumping it into a chat room, it's it, it feels different where it's like, hey, world, come come look at what my score was. You know what I mean? It it, it definitely doesn't. It, it's the one on one from the start instead of being in a group, I guess, and then going to another one on one. If you're in the, the room with the person, it just feels like I'm disconnected to what is like the meta of the not the meta game, but like, oh, you know, can't look around the room and see what's at the top tables. <laughs> right, right. Like these, oh, this person must be doing well because they're sitting at table one. Like there's no table one. I mean, there is, but like mm. it's virtual. And like, so even like in Magic Online, your little avatar sat at table one. Yeah. Um, there's none of that going on. That was like, cool you know. when you could see it and people had all the, the crazy right. characters. Yeah. Right. Like, I guess I just don't, I don't, I'm not consciously aware of a lot of that going on, even though I'm the one doing the scorekeeping. Like, yeah. so. That's something you know, that I wonder if there is, and this is just me idly yeah. thinking out loud, but I wonder if there's a way to recapture that in these league-style events, as opposed to, like I said, it logistically, I think it would be tough, although obviously anything's possible, to say, all right, 30 to 50 people, we're all going to get online starting at 9 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, the the whatever. And we're going to run this event, and we're all going to hang out in effectively a group chat as the event's going on. And I think that would generate a different sort of buzz that might be closer to the live experience. But I don't know if there's a reasonable way, and I'm hoping there is, and we just haven't discovered it yet, to recreate that in this sort of format where we're we're elongating it over a number of weeks. And I may just be dating myself. Like I'm sure playing other games online might feel this way or feel differently. I'm not sure. Well, they, I, this is something that, and to go outside the genre, it's something yeah. that, that happens in the, uh, or I've seen it talked about in the fighting game community where, let's face it, there's there's like no arcades anywhere, right? Right, 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 right. But when right, we were right. kids, you know, like I know my mom would go to the mall and she'd be like, all right, here's where we, there was an arcade by the beach that I remember mm-hmm. every summer and it would be like hounding my family for a couple bucks so I could get ice cream or something and then go play in the arcade for a couple hours because it had air conditioning. It was hotter than hell on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was, oh, well, I'm going to hang around the Mortal Kombat machine and I'm going to watch people play and sit there with my quarters waiting for my turn to jump in. And obviously you talk to people there. It's the same sort of thing at being at an event physically for a TCG. You put when, your quarter up top and then you grabbed it when it was your turn. To exactly. And it was in order. Yes. But you, old. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> People like, What's a quarter? I just use a credit card. Um, right. Yeah. But what, it, what's, this, what's this like? Dave and Buster says those cars. I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but where I'm going with it is a lot of that was lost as, uh, I mean, there's still, or, well, not right now. There aren't tournaments physically, but there were, when things shifted online, a lot of that, the arcade scene style thing was lost mm-hmm. when it moved to playing online. Now there were, in a lot of games, they integrated like King of the Hill rooms 
where it was mm. everybody's in a lobby. All the people not playing can talk to each other. The players can talk to each other, except when they come out to the lobby and talk to everybody. And, you know, everybody else watches them play, and then whoever loses gets rotated out for the next person in the group. Point being is that there are challenges moving into the digital world that I don't know. I'm sure there are ways to alleviate it. That was one of the ways that community tried to address it from the developer perspective. And obviously mm-hmm. through streams and other things, you'll have the streamer playing and he'll interact or, or she'll interact with their chat. But it's not it's still not quite the same, kind of like what we have here, where it's, yeah, we could get everybody into a giant group call or something, which would A, be insane <laughs> just as like 50 mm. people on a group call is, is always chaotic but and that would kind of replicate it but it's still not the same maybe it's just we have to grow into other things to accept the new normal yeah i'd love to i'd love to hear from other people that have experience whether it's in tcgs or whether it's in other things where this is the norm like you're literally just like yes you're in an event but it's really you really only are like tunnel vision to what you are doing all the time like yeah. and, and you're not seeing like the forest from the trees kind of deal and how that yeah if, if, if you've experienced that i'd be curious to hear if that's the same for other people in other genres or if i'm old i mean the ones that i'm familiar with and a lot of it is me you know watching a stream and it's i'm watching people casting the game and they'll so the the relationship is the caster will speak with the admins the admins mm. will speak with the players and the players will interact only with the players that they're playing and the other admin, obviously, you know, if they have a DM or something with other people, that's a different story. But And then it's kind of, you know, everybody's sitting at their computer, they play the game and they're done. Now the casters are constantly rolling, but as far as I can tell, it doesn't, obviously not sitting there with them, it doesn't seem like they're interacting with other people, but that would have been the case probably at a physical event too, just because the way, you know, an RTS plays out, you show up, you play your game, maybe you go talk to your team, but you're not, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, did you win last round? But you're not necessarily going into a big room and talking to random people. Whereas here at a TCG event, maybe you're checking, because I know I did this at an EEI. I was checking in with a variety of my opponents because I was invested, you know, like both, you know, for selfish reasons, I was invested because I wanted them to win for, for breaker reasons. But I also, you know, I talked to them, I hung out with them and spent time with them. It becomes a, a, a human interest kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm curious how my round two opponent was doing or my round four opponent or whatever. Uh, oh, that guy that sat next to me had a cool deck. I wonder if he's still winning. And I, again, I don't know if there's a cool way to, or an easy way rather, to recreate those cool moments in an online format. Yeah, and it might just be the nature of the one time I played in an event right now was that it was limited, and so like I'm not really going to be able to be like, oh, everyone that had this is dominating. Like that just can't happen. Yeah, you know, in limited, but like it, it, I may feel differently. Come constructed, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, we'll have to but, see because it's uh, yeah. yeah, there 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 are simple things. I mean, believe me, I don't miss everybody congregating around the uh, the the pairings post and then yeah, waiting yeah, 10 yeah. minutes and silly. They're like, I'm fine with those going the way of the dodo. But like you said, you know, right. checking in with random people, whether it's people you knew coming in or people you just met as a result of the event, uh, you know, if you travel to another store 
one that you haven't been to before, I usually talk to everybody and be like, all right, I want to get dinner after the event. What's a good place around yeah. here? And they'll be like, oh, well, this, Mex- this Mexican place is great. It's it's two blocks that way. And it's like it, it, things like that just obviously aren't going to happen. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so aside from rambling about that and, and going in circles for a while longer, Scott, other online events, we mentioned that we're we're building up to a new constructed event as we're finishing out this particular sealed event. What else is on the horizon in this space for Verse or for well everybody through Vector Sigma? So there's two two major announcements, I guess. Um, so we're going to have a, our first official post-launch constructed Titan Masters attack, fully legal, all five sets. Um, Tentatively, as it stands right now, starting where we'll lock down who's in it on July 17th. Uh, so, like, pairings and deck lists will be due on July 17th. Um, which will then run for, again, as usual, X amount of rounds, cutting to a top eight and whatever. Um, the prizes for these events are pretty good. Um, uh, they're generally, like... I mean, they're not open or EI level, but they're pretty good for, like, a local event. They're way better than, like, they're, they're on the level of a pretty good local event, in my opinion, mm-hmm. given, the, given the number of people that are actually in the event. Um, so the prizes are pretty good um, for all of them. We, we, we will stick to that. And then, as usual, like, for these, for the, for what I'll call these open qualifier events, again, like, team members are not eligible for... Um, for the prizes, they pass down to the rest of the top eight. Um, so if you're in the rest of the top eight, if you know you're locked for the top eight, you want us to make the event because your prize pool will be larger, <laughs> yep. uh, for example. Um, so that it has that going for it. Um, and then one thing, the other announcement I want to make is so what we decided to do is kind of copy the Origins Gen Con open system uh, type situation. So for every four events, uh, in a row, so starting with event one, which was our limited event, and this will be event two, the first constructed event. Um, the top eight with pair downs, with pass downs, uh, will be qualified for an invitational that will take place every five events. Um, so it'll be at least a 32 person single elimination event, so it won't take quite as long. So if you're not, if you don't qualify for that, then it won't, you won't be sitting around that long compared to like five round Swiss plus whatever, like, you know, top right. eight, like, longer. Um, and at those events, it'll, the prize, the general prize pool will be a little bit improved, but we're also going to have exclusive, um, like, swag for top eight, like, play mats or counters or, like, stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Like, we're literally going to make up our own stuff, like, maybe even trophies and things like that. But definitely, like, play mats that say, like, Vector Sigma Invitational, Summer Invitational, Winter Invitational, whatever. Yeah, whatever Again, the tagline happens to be. <laughs> oh, right. Unfortunately, like or probably like probably like Titan Masters Attack, whatever the next set is, assuming because like we're on again we're on event two of four before we would have it, so we'll, we'll know it'll be at least like three months before this ever before this happens. So hopefully this we will coincide with the same way that a set release would occur, given the situation. I don't know if that's true, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I. I follow you. Hopefully everybody yeah, at home yeah, does, because yeah, it, yeah. it's just to explain a lot of this is up in the air, because as we, I think we mentioned it earlier, like, 
I have seen nothing, nothing right. about what's going on. Well, if we call it, if we call it like the Titan Masters Attack Championship, it just means that we were we were using the, that set as the primary newest set. Yeah. And then if we have like, I'm hoping by the time we would have another one, the next set will at least be out for some portion of the events going on. Uh, one would for that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the top the top eight of each event with pass down. So like the top eight of this event, if they qualify, if they make top eight of the next event, like you know, let's just say the the same. If it was more, quote worst case scenario, the same exact eight people, then nine through sixteen of the next event would automatically qualify for the invitational. So as it stands now, thirty two people, and I can tell you. As it stands right this second, like that's not that many. Le- that's not that many less than the number of people that are actually eligible to play in the event. Because uh, again, um, this event is is for our Patreon. The reason is because we are giving out significant prize pools. Um, so like we'll get it like an entry fee. Like you know we we we're, we're we're doing a lot of work here. So like, and we're giving out a significant portion of of the entry fees as prizes. So um, we just. We just need to recoup that, so right. thing, um, that's why we're, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing I'll throw in that is semi-prize related that it yeah. appeared that people didn't realize for the first event is, uh, so for the sealed event, you're sending out Arcanas to the players, yep. correct? I already uh, sent out four today. And just for people that don't quite follow what I meant, that's just participation. Yes. It's... And it seemed I I'm pretty sure we had said that, but maybe it it got lost in the you know the shuffle of all the other things that are related to yeah. it. But it, that is continuing forward for these that you're planning on doing yeah. along those lines. So as it stands now, um, depending on entry, uh, the the one thing I can say is this: some portion. I'm hoping everyone. I can't promise this because I just don't have the availability right now. Well, yeah, we don't have we'll infinite re- copies. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll receive tidal waves for the next event. I'm trying to I'm trying to secure more of them. Mm. Um, as in the whole set, you're saying, or we're one of the pieces? Just because people are going to ask, that's why I'm asking. Depending, I don't know how many we're going to give out, but however many we give out, we'll get a full set, all three of them. Gotcha. Um, it's just that I don't have enough of them, so like it might have to be like over the next few events we give them all out because I just don't have that. Right. Right. So no, that makes hopefully sense. I'll be able to secure more as we go on, mm-hmm. which I requested from certain sources. I'm sure you could tell. Them. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I'm hoping to get more perceptors and convexes from similar sources. Um, <laughs> right. Right. So I'm hoping to get other potential prize support from similar sources going forward, um, which will just, it's all to the benefit of the players. Of Um, course. I wanted to call that out because, A, like I said, for this event, a lot of people seemed surprised that that was there. So I wanted to make sure that it was out there among people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also that we've talked with a number of people over time that if, for all the reasons that we're even talking about online play at this stage are obviously making it challenging for people to acquire these things, such as the tidal waves, the arcanas, the perceptors, the convexes, etc. So this is an opportunity for people to do what they would have done if we didn't have a thousand catastrophes going on. Yeah, one of the positives that I've actually seen also of one of the reasons why it's it's not 100% open 
to like the events themselves are not 100% open to anybody that wants to join with no um, incentive is a lot of players within the community that we formed are like, oh no, I was able to get my three arcanas or something like that because I'm I'm like one of the major players at the store and like there's only there's only ten of us at the store and they gave the, I think they gave each store like twenty five of them or something like that so I got three mm-hmm. so it's like I don't need, I don't need an arcana but then this guy over here literally in like England didn't get one so I'm sending him one right even though I don't even have enough technically to send to everybody but I'm like I don't care I'll get my arcana eventually like <laughs> yeah well it's all I mean like. I buy collections all the time. They'll have our cannons. Someone will have it, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not too worried about it. It's the same thing with the title waves. Like, I'll get them eventually if I'm not one of the ones that gets them. You know, like, I don't care about those those things. Right. Um, But I'm not the only person in that situation. Like, we have other, whether they're content creators or just, just, like, pillar of the community local players in their own area happen to already have a lot of these. They're like, no, if you don't have enough of them, give them to this person that doesn't have them and things like that. So I think that's one of the other real benefits of... Yeah, that's actually a good thing to call out the ability to try and yeah shift some of these resources around for people that would otherwise, given the current circumstances, be looking specifically at the secondary market as their only avenue. Yeah, like somebody told me today, like, oh, I bought my boxes online, so I I didn't get an Arcana or a Tidal Wave or a Perceptor. Unfortunately, I can't make the latter to happen all the time but try yeah. um, <laughs> those those are a little bit more challenging for right. a number of reasons but, to, just because the, and honestly the reason is because the the number that came in the boxes just aren't enough yes There's just no doubt about that um problem number but the whole yeah. but the thing with tidal wave was like it wasn't intended for this type of situation it's supposed to be like go to your local store once over the next three months and you'll get one piece each or something like that like that's just not feasible so correct you know, we're just trying to get more copies of them, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, we, I mean, so there is a, uh, there's a participation prize, um, and we're, we're trying to secure more of them, hmm. um, and that'll happen. So to me, the incentive, the incentive to get in early is both, you have more chances to qualify for the, the, I guess we'll call them like the open tournament event, um, the top 32 event, and then, you just have more chances to get in that. And then also you have more chances for those to pass down to you. And there's just more participation prizes that you're getting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Obviously, like Scott was saying, while supplies last kind of thing, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's physical limitations for this, which, I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of what put us into this position to begin with. So it, you can't get away from it, but it is. And we, it run is. Out, we run out of the obvious this should be used for this purpose type of cards. Uh, I have lots of other cards I can give out. As, <laughs> as That's fair. You, um, like we said the other night, you're building your throne of cards in that room. Yeah. Uh, so there will always be something to give out. Um, I'll always have something to give out as a participation prize to people. Awesome. So that's not an issue. Well, Anything else you wanted to add on the online play, Scott, whether it's from the the setup portion, the the changing, uh, I don't want to say metagame, but mental game surrounding it, or our Vector Sigma events? I guess the only thing we, like, I know we mentioned this last episode, but it's just that there is a situation where you're going to be playing the same deck for a longer period of time yep. than... Um, you would have been on a random Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I feel like that benefits the type of players that have done their homework because 
I'm going to be honest with you, like from a boredom perspective, <laughs> like that, that, that will go away. If you're, if you really want to sit down and try to prove something during this event, I want to see how this deck does in different situations. Like to me, that's just as important as like how you finish in the event. Like it's, it's, it's to avoid to like, to be playing every round with a purpose. So I'll, like you're playing a deck that you feel like you're going to get something out of. Um, it doesn't mean you you should spend like hours upon hours necessarily testing the deck ahead of time, but if you do, then at least you might go into the situation like not making as many mistakes and like actually getting results that you know are pure. I guess right. you could say like they're not they're not influenced by mistakes and things like that. So um, because you are basically playing the same deck for a longer period of time, again with the caveat that we've kind of talked about all the other issues surrounding time having to do with this, but in reality, like, I don't know about you, but, like, when I'm playing a deck in an event, it's the only deck that's on my mind. And, like, that might ebb and flow during the time that you're actually playing in the event because you you might, that might not be the situation. The well, I mean, for these sort of events, it, naturally, it's it, staying hyper-focused on a very specific deck and not just that, a specific build because that's what you registered over the course of, four to five weeks is a little bit different of an ask than, all right, just pay attention to this deck for four to five hours. Right. <laughs> like right. those are, are wildly different things. And I agree with you. I, I tend to jump from deck to deck and I always, I tend to go into events where I am very much waffling between two builds up until the 11th hour. So it's, it's not uncommon for me to second guess, especially when I'm doing poorly. Well, maybe I should have played that other thing, but yeah, it it's going to, the distractions as you're going through these sort of events could play into it. Uh, I think your point about if you are the more well prepared you are, just like any other event, is going to be beneficial here because if people are saying, oh, well, I just want to try something new because the last event I played this and it took five weeks and now I hate that deck because I played it for five weeks. Right. And they just switch gears and try something new and they're learning it over the course of the next five weeks, you're obviously going to have an advantage going in because they're learning in round one, you already are aware in round one sort of thing. And I would like people to let us know if we're overstating this fact because I have never played in a TCG like this at a competitive level, but I know you have. Mm -hmm. And like, and it'll make sense in a second, but like, and I'm not saying we're doing this, but like one of the options I've thought about to combat this is a multi-deck system. Mm -hmm. um, and that may be an interesting avenue to do an event to see how that works out. It's something that we could definitely do a whole show on. I'll say this. I've played at... So the the event in question was Lightseekers Nationals, and it was 2018, I guess. Um, and Hearthstone does this for anybody who's unsure what we're talking about. It's the a lot, a lot of those games do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the the conquest format, or what you you would register multiple decks. There's a banning system before the game starts, and then you play one. You play each deck unless it wins, and then that's removed from the pool. You can no longer play it for that round. And then the goal is say you have three decks. You win with two of your decks. You've now won the round. Uh. I personally am not a fan of it. I know a, a, a number of other people love it for a variety of reasons. But like I said, I think there's a whole show where we could articulate 
the the costs and benefits yeah. of that particular format. But I agree that it is something worth exploring just to to combat the fatigue of the and maybe that's also not something like we've been talking about it, but maybe nobody cares. It's like, yeah, I'm a, I know I love once I find a deck, I'll play the hell out of it. So right. if there's right. a ton of people out there that say, No, I found the deck for the Wave Five format that I like I'm playing it until Wave Six shows up and tells me that I can't play it anymore, kind of thing. Uh, I I don't know which end people fall on or whether they're really somewhere in the middle and it's a variety. But if anybody has any yeah. feedback, let us know. Yeah, I mean, my my job in life is to anticipate problems before they occur and try to solve them before they even become super problems. So, like, if we're if we're thinking too heavily about what people could be concerned about and they're like, no, I don't care. I, 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 it's not like I've played with this deck before, so I don't think it's going to matter to me then. Mm. Let us know also. But I, these are just things that I am thinking about. Some of these factors around, like, the, quote, negatives, I'm just trying to combat them as best as possible. And try oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, it, it's part of good customer service. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, I mean, this is another thing, like, we've talked about in the past is this is why, like, I think, we're trying not to like for me personally this is the first time i will have played competitively and most people will have with Titan masters attack right but other some of the player at minimum i know 16 players in the event will have already this will be the second time they've played yes with Titan masters event and for some people this might be like the sixth or seventh time they've played in a, in a, in a competitive event yep and so like for me i'm not quote bored of the of the format in any way shape or form obviously but some people three months from now will feel differently. Yes. So that's the whole reason why we're coming up with different formats as well is try to keep that fresh. Yeah. There does seem to be a recurring theme even outside of uh, the tournament structure when we're saying formats, as opposed to formats such as block versus normal constructed, whatever we call the the base. And then, other conversations around pauper or other things that have come up where it's kind of a repeating or a a common refrain, even from the inception of the game where I think those are valid conversations to have. And again, it'll, it'll be a topic for another day because it's a long one, but I I just, yeah, it's one of those. I think these are worth conversations worthwhile having. I think everybody out there listening and watching just needs to be aware that there are, you have to make sure we're covering all facets because some of these formats sound great and they work great in other games. Why don't we just do it in Transformers? Those games, by definition, are not Transformers and they don't have the specific constraints that we have with the game. Obviously, the the larger real-life constraints are what they are, but trying to port, say, Pauper or port uh, Commander or port insert format to Transformers... It isn't quite one-to-one, so that's why we want to... If you have any feedback for the stuff, definitely let us know, because it's it's important to know what people are interested in, but also important to have the conversation of why this will or will not work. Yeah, I just want people to know we're, not, we're thinking about it both from a logistical how-to-run-the-events perspective, as well as the what is the literal format of the event in terms of, like, what's my card legality and what's my... Yes, exactly. ...sets available to me, et cetera. Right, so. right. Cool. Uh, I think that kind of does it, Scott, unless you want to throw yeah. anything last second. So that'll close it up for this week, folks. Uh, again, if you have any feedback, any suggestions, anything like that, definitely feel free to hit us up. 
Uh, you know all the usual contact information. The Twitters are below our lovely smiling faces. But as always, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And Black Lives Matter.